0: Welcome to QWERTY Writing Life Podcast, where we have candid chats about our creative lives. This is May. And I'm Joy. For more information about our podcast, monthly newsletter, or author resource series, visit us at qwertywritinglife.com. That's QWERTY, spelled Q-W-E-R-T-Y. It's the first six letters on your keyboard. So, are you ready? Grab your tea. Or your coffee. And let's chat. Hello, everyone. It's another week. Hello and welcome. Today, we're going to ask you a question. Is your creativity sitting or steeping? And uh, But before we do that, let's talk about our creative weeks. So, Joy, what did you do?
1: Well, this past week has been quite exciting for me. So, I, Any Good Thing, won the Indie Author Project. 2022 Louisiana Book of the Year Award, which is super exciting. I am so um, humbled and just super excited about this opportunity. Um, It makes my book mama heart happy, you know, (laughs) that my little book has won an award and that's a pretty big deal. So the past week I've been kind of thinking about what can I do, you know, with this? Like, this is an amazing opportunity and how can I make the most of it. You know, what can I do? How can I reach out to people? How can I, um, just really make it the best that it can be. So in that process, um, one of the things that I did and I'm loving is I reached out to all the other winners and the past winners from my state and the past winners from, um, because there's also an additional, uh, contest, I guess you will, of the indie author of the year. So like all of the regional winners, One of those is chosen as the indie author for their year. And so I reached out to the past winners of that as well and asked for some advice from the past winners. I've been getting some incredible answers that I am loving. I am just amazed and super encouraged by, honestly. And the current winners, my fellow winners, have just been so nice. Um, You know, a lot of times you tend to have some people who aren't very nice in the creative fields. Uh, Unfortunately, that does happen, but I am happy to say that I have not run into that at all. Uh, It's just been a very upbeat, very uh, enthusiastic group of winners, and I'm very excited to be part of them. So there's been that. And then from a more creative standpoint, I guess you will, I've been thinking about um, you know, just ways to, to market things differently or how, you know, what I can do with my book. So, um, any good thing will be getting a couple of updates to its cover soon, (laughs) including the badge, um, that is the award. And in the meantime, though, for the books that I already had printed and are out in stores, um, around here, I have made some little labels with the award on them. Uh, so that was one of the things I did. Um, also in the whole process, I well, actually, this goes back to the emails that I sent. So as I was sending these emails, I was like, oh, you know, it'd be nice if I had like all my little social media icons at the bottom. I've seen that on some people's uh, things. So then like everything, whenever you attempt one project, it leads to like 50 more. So then I had to figure out how to do that. So you'll be happy to know I've done that. And in going around to all my bookstores, I decided to make these little book plaques. So this arose out of a little bit of a necessity. So I have a, an adorable coffee shop here in Slidell that carries my books. Um, Cody at Sorrenti was kind enough to give me some shelf space for my books. And so basically people can just go in there and if they want to buy my book, they pay me directly through my PayPal. Well, before I didn't have like a really easy way for them to do. I had my very long <laughs> Logos and Mythos Press email address which is attached to my PayPal and they would have to type in the whole thing and it was just very awkward. So I made a little plaque and on that one at the top there's a second QR code. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube I'm holding up a plaque but at the top it had a, um, a PayPal QR code and it had a picture of my two books that are available there um, with the prices and stuff and then down at the bottom which is what's on this plaque that you can see I have my picture and I have another QR code that people can scan and they can go directly to my website with all my links. So, like my links page, so they can get free short stories. They can get, you know, just find out who I am. They can um, sign up for my book club. They can, you know, do whatever it is that's interesting to them. Um, So, yeah, so this one I decided to make another one to take to the bookstores that carry my books because this way. Uh, customers can scan this if they want to know more about me, they can read some of my free short stories that I have on my site, um, and they also can see all of my books. So not every bookstore may carry all four books that have my name on them, but they can order them. So it might actually help, um, the bookstores out if, say for instance, um, a writer walks into my local bookstore and they don't carry finders keepers on the shelf because that's not like a huge market here, but if one walks in, sees the cover, asks about it, they can order it. So anyway, those are just a couple of things that I have been working on this week and it's been a lot of fun. It's taken a lot of time, you know, as far as communicating with people and stuff like that, but it's been just fun to think about all of these things that are coming up this year and opportunities that are going to present themselves set so.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I also love that you were able to put like award-winning author on the plaque yes. because sometimes we don't even open the books to see like the extra label or whatever that you, you've got going on there. Or if the book is not front facing on the shelf, you won't be able to see the award on the, on the, um, on the book for uh, coming out that way. But with your plaque, you've got award-winning, local author, Joy E. Rancator, like, it's like, oh, well, you know, say what you want to. <laughs> but I do think that awards are good for at least reader interest. Like it doesn't necessarily have to give you validity or as an author, which I imagine that it does. I don't know. I haven't really I haven't really gotten one of those yet for fiction, <laughs> uh, for fiction work. But you know, whenever you're chosen, so let's talk about poetry for a second. You know, whenever you're chosen, to be put into a journal like that's a big like you know validating thing
1: yeah. for
0: a poet right and so I do know that and it's it's really great but as a reader occasionally I might be swayed by the fact that a group of people has vetted this this novel and has said that it's it's good and so like spending 15 bucks on that book is going to be um it's going to be a better chance of me liking it because that award is on there and it's already been proven than it would be to go in cold. I think occasionally. So I agree.
1: And I already have seen a difference, like being able to say award winning, I have seen a difference already. Like I've sold several books this past week that I know is directly because of this. So that's Ooh. huge. Yeah.
0: That, that's very exciting. That's very exciting.
1: I'm so excited. All
0: right. So tell me about your week. Oh, do you really want to know? (laughs) I do. Well, so the week started interestingly, I suppose. Um, On Monday, I had like some abdominal pains. And so I ended up going to the doctor and found out and was treated for a particular thing. Got some antibiotics and um, some other medicine. and, And I went back to work well which was fine I guess but then on Tuesday I woke up and was not able to speak wasn't able to swallow like it was a a really rough thing so I went back to the doctor on Tuesday found out I had strep throat and got onto another I know it's the worst and got onto another antibiotic Um, and the combination of the two situations that were happening, the antibiotics, like I would take those antibiotics. I don't know. I've never taken one of them before. And I'm wondering if that one just had like a different reaction than other Mm -hmm. antibiotics that I've taken. But like, I would take it 15 minutes later. I couldn't stay awake. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what was in that sucker, but (laughs) I'd be out. There were, it was probably two and a half, three days where I did nothing, but uh, sleep and parent my children. <laughs> so like, that is like literally all I could do. I tried to do other things. I tried to work, uh, but I would literally fall asleep. Like I don't, I mean, anyway, it was quite the conundrum. <laughs> and, uh, and it just happened to be on the week two that my husband is out of town for a complete full week, Sunday to Sunday. And so, um, I knew that I needed to sleep. And like, rest up and and take care of me because um, at a certain time, I had to go pick up two kids and we had to do homework and they had to eat and they had to bathe and they had to, like, all of these things. They had to do all of the, the kid things and I had to do all of the parent things. And then after they went to bed, I just went back to bed too. So, like, that was that. There was, well, you know what? That's not necessarily true. I did, um, I did purchase and download the audiobook of the Scorpio races because at the end of the, month I will be um, doing like a zoom lecture with the author of the Scorpio races who is Maggie Otter it's not a one-on-one thing it's like I think it's like whoever um, pays to be there <laughs> Then, uh, then like you get to listen to her talk about particular things about, um, writing the Scorpio races and the Scorpio races is a huge inspiration for my water novel book. And so I just thought that this opportunity, it was affordable and it was a, it's a three Saturday thing. So I don't know how long each Saturday it's, uh, each lecture is going to be, but for three Saturdays, I'm going to be listening to her talk about r- her writing, the Scorpio races and I think that it's going to be a really big inspiration and like research tool for water novel as well so I went to the writing retreat with uh with her with Maggie Stiefvater and so now I'm going to do the Scorpio races thing at the end of the month. And so I started listening to it again just to reacquaint myself with the plot and the story and the nuances, the characters, the setting, all of that stuff. And I love it just as much as I did whenever it came out 10, 11 years ago. So oh,
1: it's such a great book. That's going to be an incredible, incredible seminar. Love it. Yes, I did. <laughs> I
0: did. It's a research thing, but it's a very pleasant research thing.
1: (laughs) I think that that's one of the best things about being an author is part of our research is reading great books. Right. Hey,
0: that's work. (laughs) And trying new things.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
0: That's my creative week. (laughs) Illness and listening to a book. (laughs) Well,
1: it turned out to be a good one with the listening of the book. I hate that you had to go through the mess of just being sick because that's horrible, but right. I'm glad you're <laughs> doing much better. Yay.
0: Thanks. I love that we do this. Um, I, I love that, that we, we record these little time capsules um, at the beginning of every show. So I wonder if you guys are, curious about what the difference between sitting and steeping is creatively and uh, if you are shall we talk about it joy
1: oh yes we shall i'm very (laughs) excited about this can i just say anything that has to do with tea which i have to tell them behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that may and i we started to hit record and that's when we realized that we made a very grievous error Mm -hmm. neither one of us has tea i have coffee. I mean, it is in a mug, but it's not the same thing. Like, we needed to have an actual cup of tea with the little tea bag. And there goes right. Romy. I knew she was going to start barking. But anyway, oh. it's all right. When it's we okay. listen to this, we'll have tea. And I right. hope that you have tea as you're yes. listening.
0: Imagine, if you will, <laughs> oh, Sorry. Oh that we have tea and that you have tea. Or, you, you know, that might be a real thing, so you don't have to imagine about it. Well, Joy and I were having a conversation uh, when we were working on the workbook for Finders Keepers, a practical approach to find and keep your writing critique partner. So we've got the book out into the world, just a small uh, summary about what's going on this season. We are working on a workbook as a companion to the actual book uh, that is out and we're sharing our observations and experiences with you guys and through these episodes. So, while we were working on our last session, we had at the end of it just kind of like a light bulb moment where we were talking about how sometimes we feel guilty about like not doing the work, quote unquote, every single day. And we were talking about like these little moments where even though our fingers are on the keyboards, our mind is on the work. And so, we started Thinking about, well, you know, like if our mind is on the work and if we're making progress toward the end goal of the story or the piece, or, you know, whatever we're creating at the time, then even though our fingers are not actively doing something on the project, we're still being productive. Mm -hmm. We started thinking about the difference between like procrastination and like mentally preparing ourselves to get our hands dirty in the work. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of how it, how this came to be. Yeah.
1: And so then we thought about, you know, the actual uh, preparing for the work. We thought about percolation, you know, letting things steep. Right. And so that's where the whole title came from. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. So, You know, maybe this is something that um, hopefully will be a little bit of a light bulb for you guys too. If this isn't something that you've thought about before, perhaps you were like we were and, you know, you may have kind of been giving yourself a rough time for not every day sitting down at the computer to write if you're a writer or, you know, getting in front of the easel if you're a painter, you know, you may not be doing the thing every day, but you really are doing something with your creative self and your creative work every day. And I think, too, we kind of sometimes have to just recognize when we are. Because if you haven't thought about it in these terms before, you may not have realized what you're doing. So, Right.
0: And I think that that's the difference between um, recognizing um, the truth and, like, self-blame. Um, Because if you are thinking about something that brings you closer toward the end goal, even though plot point issues or like, you know, how are you going to solve this particular color problem or something like that? Like, and you're thinking about how you're going to do that, even if you're washing dishes, even if you're crunching numbers at your day job, you know, like even even if you're in those other situations where in either in the back of your mind and sometimes in the forefront of your mind let's be honest here (laughs) Um, you're trying to solve those problems and you finally get an answer for it so that you can go and do the thing that's a huge part of the process you can sit there and and have your hand to to an easel or a paintbrush or have your hand on the keyboard and stuff like that but if the stuff that you are producing is not beneficial because you haven't thought it through then what is what's the best having 50,000 words and only being able to keep 15,000 of them or having 15,000 good words and a really excellent idea of where you're going next
1: yeah that's huge yeah I think like an example of this just to give you a little example of what we're talking about so for me I have had this fantasy series that has been percolating, (laughs) uh, steeping, if you will, for years now. And I am, I am so eager to get to work on it, but I'm completing some other projects first. And anyway, that's a whole big thing. But I have been thinking actively about this project, maybe not every day, but several days out of the week. And it's things like, for example, um, the magic in my world. And so my, the whole premise is fairy shepherds and shepherdesses. Okay. So I've been thinking a lot in recent weeks about, okay, well, how old are they going to be? Like, how are they chosen? Like, well, how are they going to be different? Cause I know that they're human. So, you know, what is it about them that's different? Like, how do they interact with the fairies? Um, where do they rank in everything? How is my, World itself set up, you know, like when you have, for instance, the Lord of the Rings, if anybody's familiar with that, you've got um, the Valar and the Maiar, and the like, there's all this backstory, right? Okay, so that's what I'm thinking about right now for my series. So that's just a little example to let y'all know kind of where we're coming from as we continue talking about this and kind of get into those differences between the procrastination, the sitting, and the percolation, the steeping.
0: Yes. Thank you very much. And that's, that's an excellent example of steeping. Um, and and that happens a lot too, whenever, you know, whenever we have other restraints and responsibilities on our time and, and, and everything. So we're, we, we think about what we love, right? Mm-hmm. And if we love our creativity, if we love our craft, and then we're thinking about that and, generally thinking about how we're going to make it better or just kind of getting lost in our story Um, or the story of your piece. If you're doing something that's different, a different medium, like the story of your piece is very important Mm -hmm. um, into your, in your creative process. So I think maybe what we need to talk about now is like, Real practical examples of what procrastination is,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: what um, what percolation is, or what the sitting is, <laughs> and what the steeping is, because per, you know procrastination does exist, and it exists for a reason. And um, if I'm not careful, and if I'm not introspective, <laughs> then I can I can stay in that sitting phase even though I'm thinking about it even though it's in the forefront of my mind um, I can stay in that sitting phase for far too long thinking that I'm steeping and I'm not so can you tell us some examples of like um, of of the sitting phase <laughs> like
1: yes. what that looks like so this is when you, <laughs> <clears throat> me <laughs> sorry <30. laughs> When I'm doing things that don't actually need to be done, this is the whole, like, busy work thing. It's like, I don't know. Let me think of a specific example. If I am cleaning out a drawer that I cleaned out, like, two weeks ago, and it doesn't really need to be cleaned out. Like, but I'm doing it anyway instead of the thing that should be being done.
0: Right. Or if you're doing laundry on Monday, but you have it time-blocked for Wednesday...
1: And you have this time
0: for writing, um, that's time blocked out. But you're like, "Mm, I really need
1: to do that laundry. (laughs) (laughs) You're hurting me here. You're hurting me.
0: (laughs) Like it's not about like what you're doing because likely whatever your hands are finding to do is actually like legit work, right? (laughs) But the question is: Is it busy work? Is it like right now work? Or is it something? that you're using because you're scared you're scared a little bit (laughs)
1: yeah and that leads into another example that was perfect yeah
0: there we go so like the next way that you can identify if you're sitting instead of steeping is when you are thinking about your project and you're starting to feel like fearful or anxious Mm -hmm. and then you start doing laundry that you were supposed to do like two days from now so
1: (laughs) And can I just interject, just for anyone who faces that and you're thinking about your project and you feel fearful or anxious or something like that, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. So I think that we have had an episode where we've talked about this more. But just understand, like, this is something that creatives at all levels face. Like, like, you're not going to – I don't think that we're going to get to a point where we don't face this.
0: No, I actually think – and I know that you you and I are kind of – honing in on like our creative processes and things like that. And and when we feel as if we have got some really good information to share, to add to creative process conversation, Joy and I are going to share that with you. But um, one of the things that you and I discussed the last time we, we discussed our creative processes was the fact that it's a part of the creative process, that fear, that anxiety, and even the excitement, like the fearful excitement is a part of, (laughs) The creative process. Like, if you don't have that, then that might not be what you're supposed to be working on right now. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. um, So
1: it's not necessarily a bad thing either. Like these emotions, right?
0: You know, right. I think that that's such a good point. I think that we were created with emotions for a reason, and it's not necessarily to um, to make us like curl up in the fetal position in the corner, (laughs) even though that happens. Like they're not like obstacles to overcome necessarily. And now I know that our experiences and our traumas and our lives um that it, it can feel that way. It can feel like our emotions are attacking us. And I 150% understand that. Um, but when you get to a place where you can start unpacking that and start healing and start processing um those things, then hopefully you get to a place where you can understand that fear and even anxiety um, is, is not necessarily trying to hurt you, but trying to help you understand what's happening in your surroundings. Yeah. Is that is that a fair summary? <laughs> yes, it,
1: it definitely is. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So whenever you start feeling those things about your creative work, Joy and I both think that the first thing is that that means that you care. Mm-hmm. and caring is a necessary part of making good art
1: it is Mm -hmm.
0: so sometimes when you feel that fear and anxiety toward a particular project you can almost be like oh my creative process is working. <laughs> to a point where you're like, okay, I did need I needed to feel this before I could really get to work and um, and to know that this is the right thing um, But also you need to, you need to know if you're caring about the project in the way that is gonna make good art at the end of the day and this is kind of an indication that you are Like we don't normally think of fear and anxiety as um, like a good, a good thing, you know, <laughs> um, we normally kind of think of it as like a triggering bad things, right? Like are things that we don't want to deal with or things that we, you know, or they're going to come at us and they're just going to leave us empty and dry. Um, but in creativity, if you're a, about to start a project or you're in the middle of a project, and you don't know if you should go forward and you're having this fear and anxiety. And then sometimes that means that you're in the, you're going in the right direction.
1: Definitely I would definitely agree with that.
0: But if we don't know that, then we fold 15 loads of clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I keep going back to laundry because I don't really do that much <laughs> because it
1: never ends. Oh my word. Do you know that wonderful moment when there are no dirty clothes in the laundry basket? Yeah me neither. okay? No. Can I just Literally, say?
0: <laughs> Literally when I get to that moment somebody comes and throws a sock in and it yeah. doesn't have a match.
1: Yeah. So like, why would it? I mean <laughs>
0: right. So
1: um Hashtag yeah. mom life right there. Anyway. <laughs>
0: And you might not have children. You might not have a dependent or anything like that. Um, but I have enough that laundry
1: for eat. myself, too.
0: Like. Right. The things that we're talking about here are still relevant to you because you're going to find other things to do. It won't be laundry necessarily, but um, it might be like, I don't know, reorganizing your pantry again, <laughs> <laughs> cleaning the
1: grout. Mm. Yeah, that's
0: yeah.
1: Not- <laughs> I don't want to do that. I, that's no. not going to be me. If that's ever me, you know something's gone horribly wrong. If that's ever me, if you see me posting pictures of myself on social media cleaning grout, right? Somebody send some help.
0: Right. <laughs> if anybody wants to send a present, you can you can um, send Joy and I a deep cleaning, yes. like once a year to our house, so we don't have to clean the ceiling fans and blinds, the baseboards, mm. and the grout. Yes. Like, like those are
1: those are the, the things <laughs> that are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So true. Okay. All right. So back to procrastination and examples of this, as <laughs> we end up talking we about blinds. <laughs> when you keep pushing tasks off to the next day or down in the list of priorities without a legitimate cause, um, I think yes, sometimes things happen and things have to be shifted. Yes, legitimate causes. But if there is a particular task that you just keep putting off and keep putting off and they you don't have a reason for it.
0: Right. Right. So here you kind of have to think about if you're procrastinating on that creative task by pushing it off, Is are you doing that because of why? Like what is the why behind that? Yeah. Is it something that deals directly with the creative project? Is it something that deals directly with an emotion? Is it di- something that deals directly with the way that you handle particular things are you know with your right brain and your left brain and and uh and how you handle that practical logical thinking mm-hmm. so yeah well this, So it could this, be a little bit more yeah
1: yeah this kind of ties in with what she talked about earlier about you could have 50,000 words or and in- they not be good, or you could have 15,000 words and know where you're going. And I think that this is where sometimes perhaps the task that you've put on your list is to start writing when you're not ready to in our, in our context, Mm. you know, and I think that this does happen often with authors. And then they end up getting frustrated when really they just needed some more time actually to let things steep. Right. Because they weren't quite ready to actually get to the task. They needed mm-hmm. more steeping for the idea and the story and the, right. all of that. So,
0: Right. And that's not to say that the words that you are writing are wrong. I think okay. that sometimes we mislabel, though. Like, mm-hmm. we we are so anxious as, as far as, like, the writing craft. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes we as authors are so anxious to get started mm-hmm. that we will call something draft one when really it's like understanding writing like fleshing things out like brainstorm writing Mm -hmm. and or you know and it's real instead of saying draft one or zero draft you know or something like that where you're trying to figure things out while you're trying to structure a novel and that is really discouraging (laughs) (laughs) whenever you get to that place and you're like I'm going to figure out this plot hole today and then today comes and you have time blocked that thing you're going to think about it for this amount of time you're going to write about it you're going to write yourself out of this hole because that can happen <laughs> and um <laughs> some magic people can do that I mean, <laughs> I am not that person I just get more words and I'm like ah <laughs> <laughs> what has happened <laughs> this bear turned into an antelope and I don't know (laughs) I don't know why (laughs) yeah so I think that if you're noticing that there is some daunting creative task that you just keep saying you know what maybe not today maybe not and then you get to tomorrow and you know what, maybe not today and then you get to the next one like you kind of maybe need to do a little bit more soul searching about why you're pushing that task off not that it's the wrong necessarily the wrong thing to do because you might be steeping but you need to know the difference
1: (laughs) yes Very true. And we're going to get to some like practical things of how to know the difference in a little bit. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very important. So um, let's see. I think you already kind of said this one, um, when you have an opportunity to work on the piece, but decide to do something different. So we've kind of talked about that.
0: Yes. So we talked about like legit duties, responsibilities that we have. But let's right. talk about um, luxury things like watching television
1: or Ooh,
0: movies.
1: Ouch. Don't you be coming after my The <laughs> Crown and my, you know, Marvel binge. Well, <laughs> um. Actually, no, DC binge. Oh, man. I'm gonna be in
0: trouble for that. No, you're not gonna be in trouble because if you're steeping, if it's research, that might be maybe something different. But um, <laughs> but when you have an opportunity to work on a piece and you decide to make homemade ice cream instead or something, that hey, is ice not,
1: cream is yummy.
0: It totally is. It totally. I'm not is. helping.
1: Sorry, I'm gonna yeah. drink my coffee. Continue to talk. <laughs>
0: well we talked about like responsibilities that were like that felt necessary but then there are some times where you know we might just label ourselves as lazy or something like that and feel super guilty and shameful about like watching that movie instead of working on our piece um so and and in some cases it might be valid like if we really did did procrastinate with that if we really were just sitting and and not doing what we needed to do then that's one thing um but Also, we have to look at a lot of different areas, too. We have to look at, you know, where we are emotionally, where we are mentally, um, how much stuff was on our our list today. Does our brain need a minute? You know, but again, if all of those things were, I didn't really have a lot to do today um, and everything was actually really manageable (laughs) And, (laughs) and you chose to watch a movie instead of like writing or creating as you had planned to do, mm-hmm. um, then there's something else going on there that you need to think about.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, and then I think that there is another danger here. Um, and this is something that I have experienced and I have, I'm aware of it now, so I know to look out for it. I can get so excited, absolutely ecstatic over a new idea. And it's, like, this big thing, and it's, like, oh, my word, this can change everything. Like, the kind of thing where you're, like, it could change my life kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Then I freak out because it's too huge. And then what I end up doing is I drop it like a hot potato, and I forget about it. And I have done this, and I can't help but think back and wonder if I hadn't done that, if I hadn't freaked myself out and let go of it, like, what could have happened? You know, and so I do think that this is a danger for creatives, especially.
0: Right, and I, I think that that is kind of like just being able to step outside yourself for a second and evaluate the situation from an outsider's perspective, where if if you can, if not, then you can speak to a creative friend or confidant um, to where you can kind of lay everything out and they can kind of help help you walk through the emotional journey (laughs) to, to a decision. Right. But you know, it it may be the case that, you know, you dropped, dropped it like a hot potato and and ran for the hills (laughs) and, and you, you know, that there's some regret there, or it may be that, you now have a, a publishing and craft foundation that you didn't have five years ago when you thought about that idea. And maybe that's why it was so scary. And if you were to take that, that idea, dust it off and, uh, and take a look at it again, maybe it won't be so daunting. Maybe now's the time.
1: That's true. If you can remember the thing, which is oh. another part of it too. Cause sometimes, you know, you just like, when you drop it, at least I do. When I drop it, it's, like, out of sight, out of mind. If I haven't written it down somewhere or, you know, done any kind of brainstorming or things like that, then it's just, like, gone. Because right. Heavens. My brain.
0: It's like a sieve, man. I haven't told you this, but, like, the, my, first, uh, my first novel... That will not see the light of day. It's been popping back up in my mind, like the story and the characters and the setting and the magic and all of that stuff has been popping back up in my mind lately. And I don't know if it's like a sign, or if it's, or if it's like um, a distraction. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I, that's that's. A I have some thinking to do. I got yeah. some thinking to do
1: kind of like Lucy you got some explaining to do you got yeah. some thinking to do <laughs>
0: yeah my brain has some explaining to do because i haven't thought about this novel in, in like in real like possibility le- on a real possibility level mm-hmm. in a decade like wow. <laughs> so i think it's been a decade yeah it's been about a decade oh, that's exciting and,
1: so. and that's that's something i think that's exciting to consider and to kind of work through and unpack
0: yeah and and hope that i can find the Docs and the files.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) That it was written in. (laughs) That's a thing too. There is that. That is true. Right. (laughs) Because uh an external hard drive looked a lot different ten years ago than it does today. Tell me about it's like a brick.
1: Yes. (laughs) I have one of those too. And like I have anyway, if there are any technical people listening, I actually have an issue with one of those and I I can't get stuff out of it. Yes. Like it'll come on and then it'll like disappear. Like, yes, it's crazy. I've tried to pull stuff from it. Anyway, if you are a technical sort and you understand what's going on there, I sure would love some help if you mm-hmm. just holler at me.
0: Right. Life at gmail.com.
1: Yes. Please mm-hmm. and thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I feel like we've covered procrastination and or sitting really well. Yeah. Can we talk about steeping a little bit?
1: Definitely. And obviously, there are going to be more examples for these things, and it might look different for your life. But with percolation, with steeping, an example of this is when you think about your project, and as you think about it, you are hopeful and you're excited. That is a sure sign that things are – you're on the right track, right? You're working on the right project. You're – It was made for you.
0: Right. Um, That is so true. And I I think it's so interesting as we were talking through the sitting stuff. It's like, depending upon what's happening internally, Mm -hmm. like some of those things could have been steeping as well. So, but it's all up to your internal landscape for that decision to be made. Like we can't tell you if you're sitting or you're steeping. That's
1: true because you're doing 15 loads of laundry could be the time when you work through your magic system, for example, Mm -hmm. like that may be when you do the best thinking, right. Percolating.
0: And yeah, that's true for me. Like medial Mm -hmm. tasks is the best time where my brain can go into like my, my uh, creative world very easily where I'm not having to, you know, focus on something that needs specific attention mm-hmm. where I know I've folded 18 million towels in my <laughs> lifetime. I don't need to know how to do Like I don't have to focus on that. It is an involuntary reaction at this point. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> <So, laughs> involuntary action. But, uh, but, but my brain loves to think about, um, my, my creative worlds and creative projects, whenever I'm doing things like that. Um, I think the important thing here is like we really know 100, like I feel like we could probably say 100% with the steeping if you're hopeful and excited. So we know, we don't know if your fear and anxiety is going to eventually turn into steeping. If you're hopeful and excited about what you're thinking about, concerning your creative project you're steeping my friend
1: yeah own it (laughs) there you go (laughs) Mm -hmm. so then another thing is when your creative synapses are firing and you're constantly searching for a pen I love this I love this feeling like I'm just always like something is just popping in my mind um it could be this has happened a lot for me this year because I've been reading a good bit of nonfiction. Um, and as I've been reading this nonfiction, it's sparked ideas for my own work. And so I've got stuff written down in the margins of these books that I've been reading. And um, or I'll grab my tablet and I'll write it there. You know, if I'm brainstorming something um, that really have been helping me think through some of these things. So ugh, love it. Gives yeah. me the tinglys.
0: <laughs> well, and I love that you're saying like you're reaching for a pin because recording those thoughts and emotions and everything, mm-hmm. like all of those brainstorms is really, really important. And we'll talk about that later, but you could just like have all of your synapses firing and your brain is going in 50 different directions. And it's like a, like a ping pong table and it's like, boom, boom, boom. It's like one idea will hit another idea and it'll go back to the other idea. And it's, like, <laughs> and it's really, really exciting. And it's a lot of fun and uh, it's probably one of my favorites things about um about being a creator mm-hmm. is that whole idea process and the what ifs and the maybes and the oh would it be cool if and yeah. <laughs> like- Those are some really exciting times. And even though you're not like putting your hand onto your creative project at that point in time, you are going through a lot of the possibilities and and already starting to make some of those decisions that you need to make in order to solidify what your creative project is going to be so that you can bring action to it. So steeping.
1: And so another example is when you recognize inspiration in daily things that relates to what you're thinking about so and this kind of ties in with the example I gave a minute ago with you know just what I was reading just happened to play into this and spark an idea and whatever but it could be you see inspiration as you take a walk or you um you know are just out in your community and you're having a conversation with someone for example and they say something and it just it goes right in line with whatever it is that you're steeping on.
0: Right. That conversation can turn pretty awkward quickly though. So you might want (laughs) to,
1: that's true. That's where it's (laughs) nice. I know (laughs) that's where it's really nice. When you have friends who understand that sometimes your eyes are going to glaze over and you're going to like drift away and they don't really know why.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Have, have creator friends guys, because they understand, they know. Um, But yeah. (laughs) Mm. Um, Yeah. So I was kind of thinking things too, like, you know, you're, piling up the mashed potatoes on your dinner plate. And you're like, that reminds me of the mountain that's in my story. And I think that that looks like a cave and I'm going to have a cave in my mountain now, you know, (laughs) just like everything is about what you're, what you're creating. And it's really, it's really just a cool thing.
1: So now, (laughs) now that we have kind of given you some examples of what we mean when we talk about procrastination and percolation, How do we know which we're doing? And we have two primary ways that we can really get to the heart of this. So I think that's what we're going to share with you guys now.
0: You know what? I think that I bet you guys can guess. (laughs) (laughs) I think you guys can guess because it's been like a theme for the past four seasons. Um, And we're going to have a shirt
1: that says something by me about this on it one day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But really and truly, the only way that you're going to know is if you're, if you are introspective and you look inside yourself and be honest with yourself. Those are the two ways, introspection and honesty. Mm -hmm. Like you just have to tell yourself the truth. Mm -hmm. Are you scared? Or are you excited and hopeful? Mm-hmm. Like, and if you're scared, why are you scared? Is it because this could be something really big and you don't want to mess it up? You're steeping, my friend. Move past it. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're You're not going to know if you're going to mess it up if you don't do anything with it, right? Mm-hmm. And so, oh, what was that thing we just said earlier? Oh, it can't be worse than nothing. <laughs> okay, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. So if you don't have anything, it can't be worse than nothing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) that's right so if you are putting your hands to it and you're finding that um whatever you're creating it it doesn't have the potential that you were hoping it was going to have then identify what needs to be improved like what do you need to learn in order to make this better and then that's going to be able to help you turn that beautiful idea that really you're scared because you care um that's going to turn that beautiful idea into something that's a reality one day.
1: And I think the biggest question for you to ask here is in this process of being introspective and being honest with yourself, the biggest question is why? Um, I think we mentioned that several times with these things. So why are you doing all of the laundry that isn't even dirty? (laughs) Why are you doing what you're doing instead of why are you watching this show instead of, um, you know, creating something in that time block that you set aside, like we mentioned earlier? Maybe you legitimately needed it that day. But you have to answer those questions. Um, And you can't do that if you're not introspective and honest with yourself.
0: Right. And this is not like a right or wrong situation. One answer is not right and one answer is not wrong. Um, The honest answer is the right answer every single time. Mm -hmm. So if the truth is, is that, you know, you know what? I was being lazy. That's the right answer. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, (laughs) like... So, but now what you're going
0: to do? Like, exactly. I mean, that's where you go from there. Exactly. So, I haven't, I have an issue with like um, escapism. Like, I love escapism, either through movies or books or, you know, in any way that I can have escapism whenever I'm overwhelmed or stressed. Mm -hmm. That's not, you know, like I have to recognize that my introspection and my honesty has to tell me, okay, Megan, you've watched two movies in a row. It's three o'clock in the morning. You need to go to. Like that's escapism. There's like, I'm trying, I'm I'm searching for like a happy, a happy hit, like a dopamine hit. Mm -hmm. And whenever I finish one thing, I want it again. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's like, that's something that I have to really watch with myself. And I have to monitor with myself. You know, am I, you know, what am I reading? Am I reading it for research? Am I reading it for joy? Am I reading it for entertainment? Am I reading it for escapism? Like there are reasons why we're doing particular things, but we, we can't, agree or change our behavior if we don't know why. Yes, exactly. Okay, I think we've said enough about introspection and honesty because we say a lot about it, but I felt (laughs) felt like there might have been a little something different here to add to the conversation. Yeah. If not, you know, that's fine because it's so very important. We'll just say it again. Um, We do have a little word of caution here, and that is um, if you are seeping and you like done your you have done your introspection and you're being honest with yourself and you're like i am definitely steeping this is amazing that's that is amazing you are correct um, but you still want to be v- vigilant because the things that you're doing in order to steep can turn into procrastination if the internal landscape changes so that's all i'm saying about that <laughs> And then the other word of caution is just like, well, actually, this is not even a word of caution. This is hope, right here, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, the The fact of the matter is, is that if you have done your introspection and you're being honest with self, with yourself, and you have found that you are sitting instead of steeping, mm-hmm. um, you can make a conscious decision to either change your change your ways. <laughs> You can change your behavior or if you're doing something that actually does lend to the possibility of steeping, like change that internal landscape and make it be a steeping situation instead of a sitting situation. So it's possible all with just the right thoughts and a good and a good mindset.
1: Yeah. Being mindful and being, you know, know yourself mm-hmm. through everything, through your creative um, situation and landscape.
0: Right. Right.
1: So. We are going to get to a challenge here, but we want you to know that this isn't the end of this topic. Okay, so we want to give you guys some more practical stuff to go along with this. So this was really kind of laying the groundwork for what is procrastination, what is percolation? You know, What do we mean by these things? How do you know? And how can you know? which one you're doing, like how can you actually identify it in yourself? So in the next episode, we're we're going to take it a step further. We're going to talk about some creative habits that you can put into place to kind of help you avoid the procrastination side of things. And then when it comes to the steeping side, we're going to give you some ideas of ways that you can enhance and make the most of that stage because Mm -hmm. we are all about getting the most out of the best situations.
0: Right. We want that creative tea to taste good and strong.
1: Exactly, because we do like some strong tea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think it's time for a QWERTY challenge. What do you think, Joy?
1: Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So our challenge for you this time is to think about something going on in your life right now. Um, Maybe just kind of think back to the past week, for example, and think about the ways that you've spent your time, some of the things that you've been doing. What um, can you identify, were you percolating, (laughs) were you steeping, or were you just sitting? And once you figure out which it is, make sure to ask that why question, because that's going to help you figure out how you could twist what you were doing to, for example, if it was procrastinating, how could you have turned that into a steeping situation? Did you need to do a completely different activity in that time? So instead of watching the movie, should you have honored your creative time block? Or is it a situation where if you had been thinking about this and been mindful of it as you were watching that movie, maybe you would have had some really good ideas for that project that you're working on. So there you go. There you have it.
0: I love it. That's a good one, Joy. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Okay, we, we've taken up a lot of your time today so we <laughs> yeah, have we hope it's been worth it. <laughs> yes, I think we were pretty chatty. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. we can get like that sometimes. I've really enjoyed this conversation though it's been a it's been a good one.
1: It has been. I think it's been needed and um, on my end and so I think that maybe that's why you know it's such a, a, a special thing right now for us. but um, anyway, right. we hope mm-hmm. you guys have a fantastic week.
0: Yes. And go make something. Or yeah. think about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Or stupid it. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. We hope this episode encouraged you. Like all creatives, we thrive on consumer recommendations. So please consider leaving us a review and sharing our podcast with your
0: creative friends. If you'd like to continue this conversation, visit us on our website at QWERTYWritingLife.com or on Instagram at QWERTYWritingLife.